my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Ash Short from The Daily Wire. Always a great time talking to Ash. Uh, and we, we covered a lot. Uh, we talked about uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year, Elon Musk, absolutely murdering Elizabeth Warren on Twitter. <laughs> we talked about uh, the Biden administration blaming big meat for high food prices. That's a, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, we talked about Twitter trying way too hard to support their buddies in the DNC. Uh, we cover a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Ash, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Ash Short. All right, guys, we're here at the great Ash Short. Ash, how have you been? Pretty good. How about you? I've been fantastic. So uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a slower uh, news week. Obviously, a lot of terrible economic news this week, but uh, you know, nothing nothing enormous, I suppose. Um, so I just kind of want to go through a handful of these bizarre news stories that have popped up in the last few days that I've really gotten a kick out of. Uh, first, the shamelessness of this current administration is remarkable to me. And like, I, I'm a libertarian. Like I don't like any, any politicians, like all politicians are shameless. I get that. I expect it. But like these people, <laughs> these people are taking it to a next level. Jen Psaki, uh, yesterday, uh, blamed high food prices on quote, greedy, big meat conglomerates, whatever that means. So it's like, yes, Jen, it, it's the greedy meat farmers, not the Democrats pumping trillions of dollars into the economy, manufacturing the worst inflation in 40 years. Like, It's just right. incredible, the shamelessness of these people. Right. I mean, like this is, uh, you know, akin to when they claimed, hey, Democrats tried to fund the police. It was Republicans who were trying to defund the police, right? right. Because this COVID bill they voted against that said something about police in it, right? So, I mean, this is a, a tactic that has just gotten them mockery, and yet they just keep going with it because there are enough, you know, idiots on their side and in the media that, you know, are, are totally by this, that meat prices are up because of the evil meat people. Okay, well, then why are vegetable prices also up? Okay, evil vegetable conglomerates? Okay, uh, and the gas prices are up because of the evil oil companies, and it's literally every single big corporation in the world has decided that right now is the time to join together <laughs> and raise prices. So like that there's some secret meeting in some, you know, evil dark Meet? castle on an yeah. island somewhere like Transylvania, right? That's just like all of them gathering together. It's like, here are the representatives from the big meat here are the representatives from big oil, like all getting together, like, guys, let's raise our prices all together. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and it, like you know, and it has nothing to do with the the rampant spending. Even though, like, even Obama's economists are like, dude, man, this is bad. <laughs> like, stop this spending. Like, when Obama's people are telling you that like you're spending too much, like maybe you're spending too much. I mean, this was the guy who created a trillion dollar stimulus to pay his buddies. So, like, if he's telling you you're spending too much, like. Maybe you are, but that like they just will not take. And like, I think Biden has even acknowledged that spending to an extent like that inflation will go up. I mean, they've acknowledged it, but then it's still it's just it's all the everybody but us. It's never our fault. Right. It was like in Afghanistan. uh, People didn't ask us to come home. It's their fault for being there, for still being there, you know, like. It wasn't the way we withdrew. It was their I think fault. You, you hit the nail on the head, though, that I, I think these people, especially people like Jen Psaki, I, I think you're right, that they're, they're just playing. It's like they they create policy pretending like the majority of the country is like the hardcore DNC base on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's like they're they're playing to Twitter, not real life. And, and you're right that there's certainly a percentage of Americans who will just take anything a Democrat says at face value, like the hardcore... Yeah, the Jen Rubens of the world at this right. point. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like the hardcore DNC cult members, the Jen Rubens of the world. And, you know, most of these people actually work in corporate media, which is probably why the White House thinks there's a lot more of them than there really is. But, like, you're, you're right, too. Like, this inflation is bad. I mean, it's the worst inflation rate since 1982. Um, and, I mean, that's, a, that's a, as of November. And it, it's only getting worse. Month after month, when these numbers come out, it's much higher than any expert um, expects. Even right-wing economists, you know, it's progressively worse than they even expect. And, like, your average America just—American is not going to buy this propaganda from the White House. Like, they're insulting people's intelligence. I just don't think it's going to work. It's not going to work when when gas is $5 a gallon, food prices are up 20 30 sometimes 40%. I mean, even, like, utilities. My gas bill last month was, like, double— what I expected. I mean, utilities right. are, are through the roof. Like, Jen Psaki can't lie the administration out of this. Well, I mean, that does, it hasn't stopped them before. Like, they're definitely going to tr- keep trying this. I mean, try. your grocery bill is up no matter what you buy. It's not just the meat. I mean, I don't even really buy meat. And my grocery bill is way higher than it should be. So I, to, to just say that, that every single company, you know, I mean, I saw someone today like tweeting out that diapers in her area are on sale for $2.40 more than they were several months ago or a year ago, right? So the sale price is still higher than it used to be. So, okay, so big diaper, big like baby <laughs> foods is like also in on this. Shacky, like none of this stuff makes sense. And most Americans can ju- can see straight through it, even though like, you know what? Maybe some of these big meat companies are kind of evil, aren't that great, you know? But this doesn't mean that like because of that, that they've do- that they're raising these prices purely for profits. Like, I mean, they don't even address the supply chain issue that has been caused by Democrats. Uh, liberals across around the world shutting down their economies for a virus that can't be contained or eradicated. I mean, you've got all these new lockdowns for Omicron 
and I may have had Omicron because the, the, the symptoms that they've put out that you'll feel like I've had over the past few weeks, it comes and it goes, it's this kind of congestion, you're just mainly fatigued, all of this stuff. And it's like, before COVID, people around like the water cooler used to be like, yeah, I've been feeling this for a few. My daughter had that. I had a friend that had that. And then that was the end of it, right? Like sometimes these kind of bugs go around places, you know, and and that was the extent of it. But now like, God forbid, someone says like, yeah, I've been feeling under the weather and like, oh my God, my neighbor too. And then, oh, my friend in another state too. And then suddenly the country shut down. Like we're now just all of this, all of this, but no, let's, let's blame the meat people. Let's blame the meat people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's like, uh, I don't know if you follow football much or not, but there's a bunch of NFL teams that like the Cleveland Browns, for instance, they just put like half their team on, on COVID IR and they're all asymptomatic. They're all vaccinated. None of them are sick, but they won't let any of them play. It's, it's like, guys, if, if the whole, if the whole team has COVID and the opposing team all has COVID too, and they're all, you know, super healthy, 25-year-old super athletes. It's like, guys, just right. let, them, let them play. And, like, come yeah. on. Like, <laughs> if they're not a danger to anyone, like, what, what's the point at this point? Especially with, with Omicron, which is akin to a mild cold. I mean, I, I still don't think that there's a single reported death on the planet from the Omicron variant. You know, I mean, we should we should be viewing all of this as, like, terrific news, but right. the, the, the government like... doesn't want good news one alleged death from Omicron, but it's another, uh, it was like in the UK and there's this debate over it because Boris Johnson had said that they died with Omicron versus from Omicron. So it's one of those situations, like how many people have actually died because of, as a result of having COVID versus how many people died and were tested and were found to have COVID. Right. Like when we were finding out that people who had heart attacks were being listed as COVID deaths or or car accidents were being listed as COVID deaths because they had they tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Well, uh, let me change gears here real quick. I I totally agree, by the way. But I I have to talk about somebody that did die yesterday, metaphorically, not physically. But Elizabeth Warren is a dead woman walking (laughs) after what what happened to her on Twitter yesterday when Elon Musk, uh, who happens to be Time Magazine's Person of the Year this year, by the way, he absolutely slaughtered the Massachusetts senator on Twitter. It was pretty great. Warren was whining about how she wants to steal all of Elon's money. You know, all the silly, like, Bernie Sanders commie talking points. Nothing new or interesting there. And <laughs> Elon Musk absolutely ended her. He told her to stop—first, he told her to stop projecting and linked to an article making fun of her for pretending to be an Indian, which is never not funny to me. And he also <laughs> explained that he is paying more in taxes this year than any American in history, which is almost certainly true. He is the world's richest man. He pays an exorbitant amount of taxes. And— my, my takeaway from this is, is my takeaway from almost everything. I just don't know how you can see this exchange and not understand that our politicians are the least impressive people in the country. Like, I, I get that that's my takeaway all the time, but it's like, these people, yes, they're corrupt. Yes, their policies are evil. No, they don't understand economics, all the things we always talk about. But it's, it's more than that. These And not just the politicians, just the elites more generally. They're just unimpressive people. It's like they, they have nothing. They they just have these dumb talking points 
they they can't debate. They can't back up their issues. They're just unimpressive. Like our and, elite class are just unimpressive human beings. Right. Well, like the the first off, you know that Elizabeth Warren isn't tweeting herself. No. Like no, like no, no. that is definitely a staffer, and so they're not going to respond. They're not going to react. They're they're literally just continuing to put out this broken record that she has. I mean, she's <laughs> she's seriously like, you know, one hit wonder band, right? Like that's all she has. And so everybody knows her name, but like that's the only thing she has to say about anything is like the wealthy don't pay enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then like you know like uh, you can tell her it's not true. She's not going to stop saying that. You can point out all of the statistics that show that the wealthy pay the majority of the taxes and a higher percentage, you know, than anyone. And then you also can explain to her the different types of taxes that they play that pay that people like you and I don't, you know, like capital gains, all the business taxes, there's all this, all kinds of different types of taxes beyond simply income. Right. Um, that, you know, you have to explain to a common person. Most people do end up getting it, but of course the left willfully does not. And, so she's just this broken record. It's just, it's just kind of embarrassing, but Elon Musk like kept going after, right? Like, so after he like said that he goes on and he's like, you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom (laughs) would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. (laughs) It's like, I mean, he might end up saving the world to an extent through stuff like this. Like just, countering because people will see what he says yeah now until twitter decides they're gonna ban him because he's saying things they don't like but uh it's just hilarious to watch because he's always he's doing this stuff you know it's all just stuff that people like us say all the time about politicians (laughs) dudes it's just funny hearing it from like the world's richest man i mean he's obviously spot on you know, he had a he he got into a little bit of a libertarianism by accident the other day. He he started I forget what, what who he who was interviewing him, but he's talking about how the government is just a giant corporation with a monopoly on violence. It's like yeah, yep, yep. that's spot on. It's you're not used to hearing it from these you know corporate elites. You know these billionaire types. They usually, for one reason or another, just play ball. You know what I mean? And and Musk had, like he, he typically plays ball. I mean he Tesla takes a lot of money. And subsidies from the government, you know, he's he's right. been playing ball with big government for a long time. I think he's just over it. He's like, no, I'm not going to let Elizabeth Warren, the fake Indian, <laughs> you know, trash me on Twitter. Like, I'm just not going to stand for this. And he just torched her. And it's it's it was hilarious to watch. And and speaking of Twitter, I, th- this is bizarre. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what their motivations for this are, but. Twitter announced they're going to be banning anybody who says that vaccinated people can spread COVID. Now, we've known for almost a year that, that vaccinated people spread COVID. The official position of the Biden regime is that vaccinated people spread COVID. And they, they need like the Biden regime wants. I mean, if the vaccine worked as, as we were told it was going to and actually stop the spread of COVID, then you wouldn't need 10 boosters and you wouldn't have to wear 12 masks and you'd be able to go back to work. So, I mean, like the worst thing, the worst nightmare of the Democratic Party is, is that there's some kind of vaccine developed that actually stops the spread of COVID. So it's like, is this just a way for Twitter to go after Republicans? Is it just like another justification for them to kick Republicans off their platform or 
are they just trying to help the Democrats, but in their loyalty to the DNC, they outkicked their coverage and went too far? It's like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around what Twitter's trying to do here. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like, surely this will only ap- apply to conservatives who say these things, right? Like, if, if Democrats or Joe Biden's, like, Twitter account puts out anything like this, like, surely they won't be punished. It'll only be, you know, the Joe Rogans and Dave Rubens of the world that get punished. But, uh, I mean, I think you were right that they, maybe they're trying to help the Democrats. They've got that new president, right, The definitely wants to help the Democrats, even possibly more so than Jack Dorsey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a a daily show quote. It's still like, that's the quote you chose, of course. But I mean, Twitter's ever changing policy of like what it's going to allow. Just, I think people are sick of it. Like Twitter doesn't have the effect that it used to. Like years ago, I'd put an article on Twitter And, you know, I was tweeting out my articles, all of them, multiple times a day. And I would get a lot of followers, a lot of clicks. And especially if someone with a big account like Dana Lash would, like, retweet me or if Ann Coulter would retweet people, like, you would get hundreds of clicks on your article, which was never going to be as good as Facebook, but it was pretty decent. Now, retweets are just down for everybody, even accounts that get thousands of retweets, they're thousands fewer than they used to get way more likes and definitely like almost no traffic being driven. Like Twitter has become so insular that it's people have just tuned out one retweeting something gets you in trouble, following people get you in trouble with your job, you know, so people just end up liking tweets. And then sometimes people go in and try to find, oh, you like this tweet. Well, you should also be fired for that. But that doesn't happen too much for the average person. But so people have just been liking tweets. And I mean, I just hear more and more people that are like, you know what? I got off Twitter and I don't miss it like at all, you know, and the reasons for getting off Twitter vary, you know, from they just can't handle it, the toxic toxicity of it or they just wanted to focus more on their life or you know I had a friend who had a tragedy and just wanted to be away from Twitter and they don't really come back they just they don't miss it like I'm on Twitter maybe a couple times a day scrolling and some mostly just retweet things rather than putting out my own things and for the most part like we'll just tweet out silly things about video games and my cats which like I've always done, but now that's almost like exclusively what I do. And (laughs) it's like, otherwise you just get so frustrated. And I think so many people are just tired of being angry all the time. Like Democrats and Republicans really want to just keep people angry all the time. And I think people did that for a very, very long time, right? Republicans did that for eight years under Obama. Democrats did that for eight years under Bush and then really bad four years under Trump. And I think just everybody on either side, it might be tired. Yeah. And like, you're, you're totally right that engagement has been just way down and like people just don't want to retweet stuff anymore. Like I like and you're, you're totally right. Like when I when I get like a like a Ben Shapiro or a Dana Lash retweet or something like that, Michael Malice retweet, it would just ruin my day. 
<laughs> like, I'd have to mute it. I'd have to mute the thread because I'd get like, you know, just right. so much, you know, people loving it and hating it. Just like thousands of like, comments and stuff. I was like, oh, man, I can't even like I'm going to be here all day. I'm going to ruin I have work right. to do. I got to turn this off. And now it's just like even if you have something that goes like, quote unquote, viral, it's just not the way it was a couple of years ago. Like you just it's like a third maybe. Of the interaction yeah. you used to get from like a retweet from a big account, but it's like, I, I think going back to the Jinsaki blaming big meat, like these people, the, the media and big tech, they're so loyal to the DNC, they're so loyal to protecting the Democratic Party, they'll do anything. They're, they're just throwing their bodies in front of any arrows that might even be misconstrued as going towards the politicians that they like, and it's like. But it, it, and I say this all the time. It turns Democratic politicians into the rich, fat boxer who everybody says is awesome and is going to knock out his opponent no matter what, and he doesn't have to train very hard. And he doesn't train hard, and he goes into the title fight and gets knocked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's right. Jen Psaki looking like an idiot, blaming big meat, whatever that means, for inflation. It's because she's never challenged. It's like these people, and it's like Twitter you know, saying, oh, well, no, you know, vaccinated people can't spread COVID. We'll, we'll ban you if you claim they can. It's like they're so loyal to the DNC that they're hurting their case. It's like they're turning these Democratic politicians into wimps that are not. I mean, it's like, you know, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another man. Like these people are not sharpened by the, the, the we don't have a free press. Like they're not sharpening the, the Democrats tools in their toolbox. They have no idea how to actually handle real questions. And like you see. The other day on CNN, Don Lemon was like, it was after, uh, what's his name, the Fox News guy asked Jen Psaki a tough question. He's like, they, they need to just kick Fox News out of there. I mean, how can they even take questions from Fox News? And now it's like, all right, they know that their politicians suck at this. They know that they can't handle criticism. So they're like, we just need to make it so nobody can ask them questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like they've turned them into little pathetic wimps. You know what I mean? And it's like... I I can't imagine a, a Democratic politician beating a Republican in a like a one-on-one -on -one fair and square debate at this point because Republicans have to go through the fire on a daily basis with a hostile press and the Democrats just don't have to and it, it's like stunting their own growth you know right which is is honestly why Pelosi's probably like more shrewd right for politicians she goes on Fox you right. know like some of these guys do go on Fox I mean some of them are terrible on there. Like Adam Schiff used to go on and he's Adam Schiff, but not exactly the brightest bulb right. shaped like a bulb too. But, um, you know, it is funny to watch. You bring up a good point that, that they just don't get challenged and they don't know how to challenge. And so anytime they are challenged, it's like, this is a threat to democracy. And right. it's like, <laughs> or like, you know, like CNN spends so much time, complaining that Fox News is a problem when they do the exact same things, exact same things. Like there's the text messages from January 6th that are like, oh, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, who are opinion hosts out there, like texting Trump, you got to stop this, you know? And then you remember that like just two days ago, right? Like last week we learned Don Lemon had texted Jesse Smollett saying the police don't believe you. How is that... <laughs> I mean, ultimately different, like it's a media personality, like reaching out to someone basically to like, you know, interfering in a criminal well, investigation. Right. That too. But like, it's still, it's like, 
you know, obviously the situations are different, but ultimately the actions are not. And, you know, CNN will just go out there and like, Fox is so awful, but it's like, nobody trusts anyone in the media. You think that you guys are like at a hundred percent trust, but Fox News is the problem that drags everybody down to like 2015 single digit trust with the American people. No, that's not possible. It's not how averages work. You couldn't possibly have everybody else at, you know, even a hundred percent in Fox News at zero percent. You're still going to end up at around 50 percent. Okay. But you guys are at like double single digits when it comes to trust with the American people. And that's across the board. Oh, yeah. Like the pe- nobody trusts the media and they just keep doing the exact same things. And then, they have, and then their yeah. heroes are stuck on TV complaining about big meat. You right. know, it's like, how did we how did we get there? That's how we got here. But in, in curious press demonstrating their loyalty day after day for decades and decades of the Democratic Party. And it's turned. I mean, that's why if you look at uh uh, and your your boss Ben Shapiro has has talked a lot about this and written about this how how shallow the bench is for the Democrats like these people are just terrible they're freaking out because Kamala Harris sucks I mean she's yeah just CNN the worst. just had an article that was like eleven Democrats that could like succeed Biden and they're and just it awful like, <laughs> yeah it was like it was Kamala Harris they had the governor of Michigan on there oh come I'm on like really Gretchen Whitmer like I think they had Newsom on there. They had some politicians that were like, you know, constantly in the news for being horrible, horrible, like with the people who have like shut down cities and broken their own COVID rules and like tried to defund the police and everything. It's like, OK, go with these people. And then others that like no one's heard of. And it's like, OK, yeah, sure. Go with these people. Put these people up. Like Gretchen like, Whitmer, it's so funny that they're trying to make her a thing still. I mean, she, Gretchen Whitmer's so evil, she creeps me out. Like, and that's how I don't say, like, I know most politicians are evil, but, like, she's such a horrible person that she just, like, makes my skin crawl. It's like, man, like, she's not likable or anything. Like, she's, uh, she's, she's disturbing. And they're still trying to make Pete Buttigieg a thing. Yeah, he I mean, was he, on that list, too, and it was like, <laughs> you know, maybe he would have been the actual nominee had, you know, his team not back down to the Biden machine with Biden, like begging everybody to drop out over a weekend yeah, after no, no, he no, lost, no, no, right? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. He, he could never, like, I, and I know nobody can say this. You're not allowed to say this. It's bad to say this. You're, I'm a bigot and blah, blah, blah. But he's super, super gay. And a lot of black voters are not a big fan of that. Um, that, he, he was doing well in the polls. He hit South Carolina and the floor dropped out of his campaign. And that's just if all the polling data shows black Americans are more homophobic than any other racial group. And you're not going to win a DNC primary without a hefty percentage of the black vote. And Pete's just not it's just it's just not in the with the current makeup of the base of the Democratic Party. It's just not happening for Pete Buttigieg. And I'm sorry if that offends somebody, but it's it's the truth. If you, it, it's the absolute truth. I'll take your word for it. All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but I mean, like a lot. There's been all these think tank pieces. It's like, why, why didn't Pete Buttigieg catch on? And it's like, guys, come on, man. Ask your black friends. They'll tell you. They'll tell you why their dad isn't going to vote for Pete Buttigieg. It's pretty simple. But uh, I know we're out of time, Ash. Thank you so much for doing this. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody follow you online and read your stuff and all that good stuff? 
on Twitter at Ash Scow, and you can read my articles on The Daily Wire. Everybody follow Ash. She's great. Everybody check out The Daily Wire. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. <laughs>